Welcome, everybody, to The Framework. This is episode two of our podcast, sponsored by Sterling Homes and Construction, as you can see here. Today in this episode, um, well, this podcast is focused on building a better home. Um, we're going to be talking today, we're going to be talking about 10 things to consider when hiring a contractor. Um, I'm joined by Nick Bigelow here. He's our actual host. I'm kind of helping him out today. I'm for who I am. I'm Kyle Bigelow. I am the digital content manager for Sterling Homes and Construction, and also the owner of Kyle Bigelow Studio. I had to plug myself in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're talking about a book that we actually wrote that you can actually find on our website at uh, sterlinghomesaz.com slash, well, slash uh, newsletter, newsletter, I think something. But if you go on the website, you'll see a You'll see a spot down there where you can sign up for the newsletter and actually receive this book that we're talking about today that we're referencing. Um, it's good stuff. I, de I designed it. So that's how we know it's good. Um, but yeah, so today we're going to talk about- I think you want to pat on the back or something. I do. Cool. I do. Um, but today we're going to talk about 10 things to consider when hiring your contractor. Um, Nick here, he's a contractor. He's been in the business for how long have you been doing this now? Man, off and on since 2003. Yeah, so-, so. He's had his fair share around the block. So um, we're gonna hear some of his insight here about you know things to look for when you're hiring a contractor, particularly when it comes to hiring contractors for you know construction, for residential work, whether it's building a new home or kitchen, bathroom remodels, anything like that. Right. So yeah, we are going to get started. So one of the first things in our book that we talk about, um, the first thing is obviously licensing. Right, exactly. So what can you, um, obviously, General contractors typically would want to operate with a license. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, licensing is basically a way to ensure that they've met the requirements of doing the work, right? So you have to have that general knowledge. A lot of people, for some reason today, that will hire somebody that says they have the experience, but they don't have the license or documentation. Not to say there's not good people out there that can do good work. Um, it's kind of almost how we kind of start, right? As we get our experience, we start learning how to do it. Mm -hmm. But when you run a business, the state requires you to get a license to protect the client, to protect the homeowner, the home buyer, whatever the situation is. That means they pass a set of tests of licensing. They know um, a lot of the rules, um, regulations, the um, ins and outs, should know the ins and outs of building and running mm -hmm. a business. Um, and the other part of having a license is if for some reason the contractor fails to perform you have to meet certain bonding requirements so that for some reason and i've seen in cases where the helm didn't get finished something got short whatever that means is the client is now potentially out thousands of dollars we've all heard, heard those right. stories so basically, right basically yeah you know it's those people who hire those cheap unlicensed contractors right. they they're just like whatever i just want it done cheap and exactly. then you know somebody just takes their money and runs off 100%. and they have no protection against them because no. the guy was unlicensed so if you're licensed um you have to have a bond you have to pay for the bond and the bond potentially if um the contractor fails to perform and it's so what happens in that point the customer files a complaint the roc comes out if they verify either the customer, they give the contractor a chance to fix it, or they don't fix it, depending on pretending, <laughs> depending on the situation, that bond is in place to cover the fix, mm -hmm. to cover the repairs up to a certain amount. And the the R, the ROC is the it's register a, of contractors. Yeah, the right? state registered contractor. State registered. So Arizona requires you to have a contractor's license for pretty much everything. There's a few mm -hmm. things you don't. I mean, there's handyman stuff we can get to. We'll get to. Yeah. Now, 
later in this podcast, but it's more of a protection for the homeowner or the home buyer. Um, there are some states that don't require it, um, but Arizona is one of those that are required, and that's an important sure. thing to make sure that the homeowner feel, it has the confidence in the person they're yeah. hiring. Yeah, so definitely, definitely important thing. Make mm-hmm. sure your contractors are licensed. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't know what kind of what you're going to get yourself into. It could be, you know, potentially right, you know, dangerous. Um, but another thing is also hiring a contractor, making sure that they have um, warranties and guarantees. Right. So a contractor. So another reason ROC, you're required as a contractor to basically warranty your stuff for a year. I've, I've literally heard people tell me, oh, my contractor says I don't have a warranty. Well, if you took your test, you know that you have one year for certain things. Um, like with a new home build, generally you end up with like a 10 year structural warranty, but like a year on everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, a contractor that guarantees their work is someone you should look confident in because if they're telling you that they have a guarantee or warranty, it means they um, feel confident in what they do. Mm-hmm. They have usually good moral standards. They're trying to make sure that their clients, t- they actually care about what they're doing. Right. Um, if you don't offer that, then I feel like they probably don't really care about their work. Yeah. So, yeah, the warranty is important because, you know, and all another reason is just because, you know, even with great contractors, right. I mean, things can happen. You know, there could uh, be an oversight bias from a subcontractor 100%. something like that. So having that guarantee for, from the client's perspective to have a way for them to right. feel rest assured, you know, if, random cabinet breaks or you know there's a, some kind of you know small issue that right. at least you know yeah. you know that you can give them a call and you'll come get it taken care of right and there has to be a process I and mean, we've all run into it any contractor is going to run into it mm-hmm. i run into it where something didn't get built right or whatever and you just got you, you, you for us it's we're going on the defense to take care of the client because we want our clients to be happy because a happy client is going to refer us so it's not you know it's pride of workmanship for us and to make sure that the customer is taken care of going forward and to know that we honor what we do. Yeah, sure. All right, number three, we're still kind of on that track. Um, we're gonna talk about insurance. Okay. Um, so what can you tell us about just, you know, insurance basically, <laughs> tell us about insurance. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, not my expertise, but you know, insurance is basically for your contractor or any instance, I mean, you probably most of you know, like for us, it's general liability insurance. So example, we're in your home, say we're putting doing kitchen remodel, some reason something falls or and damages something else in your home. Well, depending on the dollar amount, obviously for the smaller amount, you're probably not gonna pull out a claim as a contractor. You're gonna just figure out a way to fix it and to take care of it. But it's basically an assurance to the customer or to potential client that if for some reason something fails or something major happens, that the insurance will come in and step in and cover that cost um, while it be built, you know, and the same thing, you know, it even comes down to like if somebody gets hurt on the job mm-hmm. or some reason the customer gets hurt, you know, the kids running around and they right. ran into something. It's kind of a protection. So the insurance covers both the clients that you're working for. And yeah. Also, I mean, does it also cover like any subcontractors or anything? That- so it we hire contractors that have their own insurance. So technically okay. if it was on them, okay, it's a kind of a, a layer, right? So the general contractor is the main, but if for some reason, obviously if for some reason our subcontractors insurance is If your roof there, falls off a roof. 
<laughs> they should have their own license yeah. roofing insurance protection, but it's basically another layer. Okay. Over above our subcontractors, it's basically our liability to make sure that you know the house, somebody gets hurt, um, something gets damaged, for some reason maybe the cabinet guy drops the cabinet and it goes out the window, breaks the window. You know, mm -hmm. well do we file a claim or do we just you know come out of pocket? But you know if it's something major like hundred thousand dollars, well not every contractor is going to have hundred thousand yeah. dollars in the bank account. Well then we go file a claim to make sure the customer gets taken care of. Yep, makes perfect sense. All right, number four. Um, this one should be a pretty obvious one, but um, hiring a contractor with extensive positive reviews. Um, so obviously, <laughs> reviews are important. Yeah. Um, I think most people know that. Um, you know, any small business always tries to have as you know positive reviews as possible. Right. I mean, you know, if obviously if you find a contractor that has you know even less than like four stars, that's kind of already kind of a big red flag. <laughs> well, right, and so reviews are obviously important because. If a client sees that you did a great enough job to, they're gonna go out of their way, or even if, you know, obviously we request them, um, but um, that obviously builds trust. And then you obviously have people that put the bad reviews just because yeah. they want to be people, a gremlin. Yeah, people that had, people that had. <laughs> the, hate, the haters, I haven't got any haters so far, um, but you no, know, it's, yeah. it's bound to happen. There's always those hate reviews and you know, people are just, you know, making up bad stuff just because something didn't go their way. Right. But obviously that stuff happens. Well, and I've but, seen them reviews that are not even relevant to their actual, they just right. like, don't even not yeah. even a previous client they just want to yeah. be a gremlin but yeah but there's and there's a lot of different sources for reviews too because i went know we've talked about like on your page on like facebook that we have right. like some fake reviews on there they gave us five stars at least which is nice of them <laughs> yeah fakers had nothing to do with home and construction yeah, they were period. Just trying to advertise their cri so, crypto cryptocurrency or whatever. right um, but um there's other sources for you know good good um reviews to things like testimonials right you know getting actual reviews from clients that you work right. with and more than especially when those reviews can supply you know photos to back them up right. or even if actually getting video testimonials yeah we actually have a video testimonial coming up this week yep. that we'll sure be filming do. which is going to be really exciting super happy customer yeah, yeah. super excited it's actually a couple of one i gotta still schedule but i mean reviews are important mm. um it just builds integrity. Obviously, the problem sometimes is when you're a newer company, you're not going to necessarily have a ton of reviews. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely important to ask for them um, as a contractor. And that's something when you're busy, like I have been growing my business, so mm -hmm. I haven't focused on a lot of that. Um, yeah. But so re reviews are important, but yeah. they're not necessarily always the end all be all because, you know, if somebody doesn't have reviews, it could also just be because, you know, they're new or, you know, lack of reviews could mean, you know, they're still new well, to the business. Well, I've asked for reviews and like, oh yeah, we're going to give it a review. We'll do it yeah. tonight. And then, you you know, you just yeah. like, how many times are you going to pester them to <laughs> give just, you a review? Yeah. It's then, just, then you're being obnoxious yeah, at that point. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, the people are like, I don't know, I don't want to go out of my way to do that. Or if they say they will, but you know, it's one of those, it takes time to leave a good review. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it takes time to leave a good, thoughtful review, especially if you want to include pictures or, you know, if, if us as a company want to go out and film videos, it takes right. time. But, um, but yeah, that's, the reviews, again, aren't, they're very important, not necessarily with the end all be all. And you know, another important factor is just, you know, the vibes, you know, the way when, if you're speaking to a contractor, right. I mean, do they, do you trust them? Do they, right. do they feel like someone that, you know, 100%. just going to take care of you? And if they don't have, another thing I would say on that, if they don't have a lot of reviews, just maybe because they are a newer company, Right. Check with the clients, see if they have a client reference base, like actual clients that have done projects with them and just see if they'll be willing to share that. Um, I've had that before with people like, cause I don't, we're still building our review base, right? So 
hey, do you have anybody that you could, ref- you know, that you've worked with? That so I mean, almost I haven't had one client yet that said no. I mean, they're like hundred <laughs> percent any day. The client we're gonna go do a review. She's like any day, any time. You know, have them call us just to know that you, you know, we do good work. So I mean, that's another thing you can do too to protect yourself if you're like just ensure because they don't have interviews. Ask them if they have any mm-hmm. references, like not just their friends and family, the actual references <laughs> yeah. of people that they worked with. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've been in business since what, 2023. So we've only been three years in. So maybe we have a good amount of reviews for the three years. That we've, yeah. I mean, that, that we've been in business. So, I mean, it'll continue to grow. Right. 100%. I mean, you got to look more, you know, if you Google a business and just look at their Google reviews, I mean, there's still other sources of reviews that might be there too. And not every business is on Google My Business. Some of the yeah. reviews are not going to be in just one source. They're going to be in, some people put them on Yelp or somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I've got them in three or four different sources. Yeah. I mean, and that kind of adds, that's not specifically in the book, but something else is just, you know, doing your research about, you know, the contractor. You don't, you know, don't just necessarily pick the first one on right. Google and just go very based purely off of reviews. I mean, do your research, look at their website, look at their gallery, look at their testimonials on their website. Right. I mean, there's, you know, look at their social media page, you know, what are they, what are they like, you know? Bet them out, check them out. Yeah, I mean, do your research. I mean, if you're hiring a contractor to remodel your house or your kitchen or build you a house, I mean, yeah, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, five thousand thing dollars is one thing, but our when our average ticket is anywhere from eighty to one hundred thousand for a remodel, depending yeah. on what we're doing, you know, and the size of the remodel. Obviously, there's different factors. We've done whole home remodels for eighty. We've done them for. I mean, I have some that are hundred, two hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, the biggest takeaway is you know just. Do your research before you throw, you know, a couple hundred grand at somebody. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> I mean, that's that's the most important thing. All right, we're gonna move on to number five in the book, which is hiring a handyman instead of an expert or specialist. <laughs> so, I think I would hope, for, you know, for people taking on a task as large as you know a remodel, they don't just go, you know, hire hire their cousin who's a handyman and you know, yeah, hope it turns out for the best. I mean. I mean, you've had experience with handyman work. Well, you've I'm, been the handyman. Yeah, I've been the handyman. I mean, the handyman is really only limited to technically a thousand dollars per job. Okay. So if you have is that is that state like? Yeah, I mean, you can get a handyman license, and then the number is higher. I don't remember if it's mm-hmm. five thousand or what it is. So there is a, a. I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't find it per se. But I know there's a limit still. Yeah. But you don't hire handyman to do a kitchen remodel. Yeah, they might have experience, whatever. It's just. Really, they don't. They're not supposed to. Yeah, I mean, and do handymen typically have the same amount of like coverage and you know liability as they can? But your average handyman is not going to have the same. No, right. because they're usually doing lower volume jobs, right. so they don't need that. On, for and usually they're working on their own too. They're just kind of a one man thing. Yeah, I mean, there's. I've seen companies rolling around in trucks where they have a handyman like company, like so they. I don't know whether you can call it like the honeydew or whatever. It's just like handyman trucks. So they're licensed, but again, they're still only limited to certain things like hanging your shelves or, you know, assembling little stuff. They're yeah. not really supposed to be taking on such a monumental task. Yeah. Such a monumental yeah. task as a kitchen or bathroom model. Yeah. It's just not something that they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, not to say they don't have the experience, they just shouldn't be doing it. Right. All right. We're going to move on to number six. Um, so this is kind of more about, you know, once you're actually talking to a talking to a contractor, right. um, talking about contractors that actually show you their process, right? So you know if some if there's a client that you know says they want something, you know that what is that what is that contractor going to do to follow up when somebody says, oh, I want a kitchen model, you know? Process and follow up is important, and I've learned this a lot over the last year and a half. Not to say I didn't know it before, but having more processes makes it smoother. Um, 
really kind of gives your client a little more confidence mm-hmm. um, just because they you're, look laying, at you. you're laying it out for them. You're laying it out. Okay, this is step one. This is what we need to do um, to get ready for it. Um, and then this is going to be the next step. This is going to be the next step. Um, we actually have, I should have brought them out, show you guys on there, but we um, basically have some of those processes. Like this is the step. Mm-hmm. Every job is going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. Especially with remodels and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, I mean, there's so many times we've walked in to do a remodel. We want to do a certain thing and then open the walls and like, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Unless we want to spend tens of thousands of dollars to do something. So <laughs> yeah. you have to be able to work around it, but you, you got to have those processes. Right. And it's communication with your customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an addition that we're getting ready to do. And she's like been floored with the communication because we're constantly in contact with them. What's where we're at in the process. And that just gives them confidence because you, I don't know, I've, even for us trying to find subcontractors sometimes, they just don't seem very like they have their their stuff together, you know, and it's it's tight. It's frustrating when you're starting out, especially like when I was a one man show. Um, now that I've got, you know, project manager and yourself helping with some stuff, it's made it simpler. Mm-hmm. Things get done easier. There's more of a process that even though there was, it's right. getting more consistent, which makes everything go smoother. There's less mm-hmm. confusion um, and just it just really makes the whole step knowing right. if if i can go to you at, um to give you a presentation of a kitchen okay this is where we're going to start like yep. if we need a building permit well that's a process right mm-hmm. we got to get the plans done we're gonna get the permits done yeah once we do that so, then we'll start to the next phase the next phase the next phase so at least the customer's informed of the process mm-hmm. not like oh we'll call you in two or three weeks on the next yeah but yeah let's see what the next step is overall having an actual physical process on paper however that you can actually show a client or from the perspective of a client being able to see that process helps the client understand okay this is what i'm actually getting myself into because mm-hmm. sometimes clients might say oh i want this and you show them the process they're like whoa this is a lot more work than i yeah. thought than i was expecting i'm sure right. you've gotten that a lot you're like oh we got to do this and this yeah you, you know yeah and so, because then depending on what they want it's if you don't know the process and you don't educate the homeowner on mm-hmm. the process they might think something is real simple mm-hmm. but it's not it's more yeah. involved and so then you know so yeah yeah showing that showing that process showing that transparency that helps just you know put the help put the client at ease so they know what they're getting themselves into a little bit more ahead of time to be more prepared um all right let's go to number seven all right this is a this is a big one maybe maybe a little bit maybe a little bit controversial (laughs) Uh controversial So we're talking about a contractor that will estimate without a deposit and pre-construction agreement that definitely is controversial because there's so <laughs> many guys out there and it's hard to do because it's such a competitive market is giving a free estimate mm-hmm. well here's your free estimate it can be zero between zero and ten million dollars we don't know yeah because until you have the exact details of what we're doing step by yeah. step flooring blah 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 I've always questioned in my head how guys can walk in and say, oh, it's going to be X. Okay, mm. well, how do you know that? Well, based on experience, okay, sure. The problem is if you give a rough estimate sometimes or just a, an estimate and then we're going to go by this, two things can happen. The contractor is either underbid it and then you're going to get into the process. Is, well, I didn't charge you enough, so I need X. Well, one, have you budgeted for that? Are you planned for that? Um, so... It takes a lot of time to go through the details of mm-hmm. what we're doing in the process. Right. What is, you know, even a kitchen remodel. Okay, we got to demo the kitchen. 
are we moving any plumbing or electrical to make that kitchen design come to life? How much does the cabinets cost, flooring cost? Yeah. That's all going to be based on what the client chooses. Mm -hmm. So to just come in there and just give them a number. Right. It can either be way low mm -hmm. or it can be stupid high. <laughs> yeah. So, so then the contractor is just taking you to the bank. So we try to do is usually even for a site visit, we'll charge a hundred bucks just for our time. It's hard to do in this market sometimes, you know, so it's what we try to accomplish. It's just to really kind of make sure we know you're serious that, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, for and sure. it takes time to put your estimate together well, and I mean, hours. Yeah. They say hours, days, I mean, depending on the size of the project. Well, a custom home uh, example, we have one lady that wants to go under contract with this for a, for a custom home, for a custom home. But we can't, I mean, I can give her a ballpark number based on what I know average a square foot, but mm -hmm. it's technically it's a luxury home. That's a lot yeah. of details. That's yeah. 9,800 square foot. Yeah. And she wants it to build for X. And I'm like, to be realistic with you, ma'am, that's not going to, you know, unfortunately <laughs> yeah. it's not going to happen, but I've been upfront honest with her explaining stuff. Mm -hmm. So she still wants to go forward with this, but she's got to, you know, figure out their financing. But I'm like, I'd be, I'd love to break this down for you. Yeah. But for that scope of a house, it's gonna take me a month, 80 to 160 hours of everybody calling the subs, making sure everything is priced out. It's just, it's such a cost um, for us that, you know, we we feel like it's in your best interest, you know, even if it's a small amount, you know, like what we do for pre-construction, like for a custom house is we charge 5,000 bucks. And that's through your estimate, work with you, like if you don't have plans or anything like that, it's We'll help you get your plans created. You know, we walk you through the whole process mm -hmm. and we start building your budget and your costs at that point. So I just feel it's kind of risky if they if they don't if they can just walk in and say, Oh, it's gonna be fifty thousand. Is that the true fifty thousand right. or is it plus or minus mm -hmm. twenty? Are they getting you for an extra twenty thousand? Right. Uh, I mean, I, I walked into a kitchen remodel and the lady's like, Oh, it was sixty thousand just for the kitchen, and I'm like, looking at the size of the kitchen, I'm like that's kind of high, <laughs> you yeah. know, we did it for probably, honestly, we did the whole house for not much more than that. So, you know, and yeah. we still made a decent profit. So I feel like that guy is just going in there. Doesn't really want either one. Yeah. He doesn't want the work. We priced it really high. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like, but yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think the main takeaway is just with, you know, free estimates and stuff. People might be, if you, if you encounter a contractor who's offering, you know, free estimates, it's probably because, they could be really desperate for work, which you know is well, fair, fair. It's fair, but also because I've done know, it. I mean, not to say I've never done it. Yeah, I've done the free yeah. estimates. But, but the time that it takes to you know actually give you a complete accurate estimate, I mean, that's time out of your day. That's mm -hmm. time out of you know everything. Well, and you're not your the only person asking. It's time off your. It's time away from your productivity with everything else. So I mean, I'm charging a little bit for that to one, like you said, make sure they're serious, and two to you know at least compensate a little bit to make sure you get the work done and you get it done right. Right. Um, that's just kind of something that I think it's should be more standard, I think, amongst contractors, it, it, which it, it typically be, is. It should be a standard. It's something I think is kind of like one of those changes that are coming. I think it's a, mm -hmm. more of a movement. I mean, free estimates, especially with that scope, it just seems unrealistic to expect. Yeah, I've heard the, the saying, it's a cost of doing business. It is, but it... it 
when you're sending that to three or four different contractors, that's just kind of like. And I think, and I think at this scale too, you know, it's not like we're, it's not like when you, it's like a big corporation and you have like employees dedicated to just making yeah, estimates. Well, that's it. I mean, we're a small family-owned business. Yeah. And we're here about quality over mm-hmm. quality and craftsmanship. Yep. We're yep. not here for just throw it together mm-hmm. and send you on your way. Yeah. So number eight. Um, this also kind of plays off of, I think, a lot of what we talked about, um, just talking about accurate pricing. I think we touched on that already kind of probably a good bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, accurate um, pricing is, is tough because it's, it can change in a moment's notice, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had people ask me the cost of flooring. I'm like, well, I mean, what I can put a number in my computer and based on what I think the flooring is going to cost, but then you come to me as a customer and you want either something that's yeah. super cheap or mm-hmm. oh i want this flooring okay that flooring is three times the cost yeah so that's important for us to make sure up front like you know what are your you know these are your mm-hmm. what do you want especially especially when clients you know also try to like change their change their mind halfway through well, actually, well I, want, I want this property and that's instead. an important process honestly yeah. is change orders um is because right. if something comes up and it's not in the original scope we want to do a change yeah. order um to make sure that you know we can build it however you want, mm-hmm. but we only have so much in our budget allocated based on our original conversation. If you want mm-hmm. to change it, then you know we have to make the necessary changes to compensate yeah. for it. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, when we try to. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't even remember. Never mind. <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, accurate pricing is definitely very important. I mean, sometimes, you know, things change. Things right. are, you know, you might think something's going to cost as much. And then, you know, what, kind of what we touched on before where, you know, you're going to bust down a wall and go, oh, shit, there's, well, you we, know. we have a job right now. <laughs> We've took down the wall and there's plumbing in the wall. Right. And so we can't then, move it. Right. Like, so then those are those unexpected costs. What do we do? So yeah. we had to modify stuff. I mean, same job. We had two different locations mm-hmm. that we've got to put something and there's plumbing in one and air conditioning lines in another yeah okay change order i mean yeah. there's nothing we can do you just gotta yeah otherwise i mean you just gotta be careful with you know there's you know some more malicious contractors out there that will give you purposely you know low estimates and then just start well, there's a hundred percent that yeah contractors like, are, oh yeah i can do it for you know 10 grand and i don't know if you've heard the stories of guys have order. their boat named change order because that's how they pay for the boat it's all change <laughs> orders yeah, just change order, change order, change order. And, you know, they just give you a low price to sign you on and then just start throwing prices Well, on. yeah, I mean, the lowest price isn't always the best price because... Yeah, I mean, if it sounds too good to be true, then, you know, it, it might be. Hiring a good quality <laughs> contractor costs... If you want it done right in quality, you're going to... You should pay... You got you need to pay for it because, I mean, honestly, that's what yeah. they're there for. The guys that are doing the cheapest thing don't necessarily have your best interests. And... They potentially their costs can be higher, and then they're you know struggling to make ends meet because they underbid the job, and so then you end up with the process of they might not finish the job because mm-hmm. they underestimate it and they're trying to do good by you, but then they end up either not finishing because they run out of funds, especially if you can't do a change order, or you know it just it can get into a mess if you don't have an accurate price. Yeah. All right. Um, number nine is hiring a contractor that suggests they can submit you a firm estimate without final plans or drawings. That's just nice. Which again, just kind of going back on the estimates yeah. and the pricing right. and, you know, basically, you know, when, when you're receiving an estimate, you know, you want to make sure you're also receiving, you know, all of your plans, all your drawings. So you, right. you as the client know that the contractor actually did their homework. 
they know what they're going to get they know what the plan is they have right. the process you have the drawings you have everything that the client needs to know and that shows them that you know you did your homework you're ready to you know, right you're ready to get to work and yeah you you have an act that your firm you know final estimate reflects all of the work that you've shown for right. everything that you've well yeah because i mean you get calls all the time right they're like oh well we want to build uh say 2500 square foot house what's going to cost me there is so many different factors in a 2,500 square foot house. You know, the two story is what kind of materials do you want to build with? What kind of cabinets do you want? What kind of flooring do you want? Uh, what's the layout of the house? A layout of the house can actually affect the cost. Mm -hmm. If it's a box, it's gonna be cheaper. Yeah. If it's got a bunch of details like zigzags and curves and mm -hmm. high detailed roof, it's going to cost more because it takes more to do all that than a straight box, right? Sure. So there's just a lot of factors, you know, mm -hmm. telling me you want a 2,500 square foot house, what does it cost? I'm like, okay, what can be for, in our example, 225 is kind of like your base minimum to, heck, it could be three, 400 bucks a square foot, depending yeah. on... What do you want for the materials? What do you want for countertops? What do you want for a tile backsplash? Do you want high end? Do you want? I've had customer want countertops that were three or four thousand dollars a slab. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, do you really <laughs> want to spend that? Yeah, for sure. All right, last one, number ten. Number ten. Again, something else that was kind of been you know touched upon in our hodgepodge of information overload. <laughs> hodgepodge. So we're trying to keywords here. Trying to break down to the best of our ability here. But the last one we have is um, you know, not hiring the cheapest option. Well, we which kind of did, which we did already kind of touch about, you know. So with, rewind, back up. Number ten. <laughs> yeah. But um basically yeah, I mean you for the most part with a good contractor, I mean you're gonna get what you pay for. You know for the most part, yeah. Most I part, feel like um not to say like I had to figure that out myself what pricing was right because yeah. there's always so a lot of people think we're in here to we're obviously the contractors are going to make money yeah but there's operations cost and a lot of you know even when I began I didn't know what my actual quote unquote overhead was you know you have your insurance you have your liabilities you have software marketing all these mm -hmm. costs so if you don't factor that in into your, that, into your in, charges in, yeah. right so there's markup and there's margin and you just have to really get down to it. Mm -hmm. Does the contractor, is that cheap? Who's he using? Mm -hmm. One, is he going to Home Depot to buy some guys, rent some guys off the, the corner yeah. to get the lowest possible price so he can make a quick buck and get out? Or you go to a reputable company, mm -hmm. even though we're young, we have the experience, we hire licensed subcontractors yep. that all have the insurance, the protection, We pride ourselves yeah. in craftsmanship. I've fired a few subcontractors because they didn't meet our standards. Mm -hmm. I thought their price was great, but then it showed up in their work, right? Yep. Um, so, you know, hiring for the right cheapest price is definitely not your best answer. Um, but I wouldn't say necessarily hire the most expensive. And I've seen where literally I had a client ask me, he says, well, you weren't the cheapest, but we hired the more expensive guy. Well, that guy honestly probably was probably better suited because he had experience. It was for a historical house, right? Mm -hmm. So we had little experience on that. So, you know, I could see where the client went with somebody that had more experience and had paid more money for it because that guy had more knowledge of historical homes than mm -hmm. we do. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I'm more into, you know, we do the remodels. Remodels are a little, definitely tricky because mm -hmm. um, 
we can give you a cost like we discussed earlier. You open up the wall, it changes the whole price. Something's different, and you have to change it. Yeah. New construction is usually a little simpler um, as far as that. But again, it comes down to your subcontractors. I've hired subcontractors that have done crappy ass work. I've got to go in there and fix it, mm -hmm. you know, and I shouldn't have to be fixing it because they should be doing it. So they no longer work for us because they don't provide the quality and meet our standards. So usually a contractor that's in that middle to higher range is probably has one, they have the processes, they have their teams, yeah. which we're still building our team to be I mean, honest. Yeah. I mean, I but it's an important factor in making sure that you don't necessarily hire the cheapest guy because yeah. it doesn't, you're probably not going to be happy with the work. Yeah. I think, I think at the end of the day, I think most of it probably, you know, breaks down to, I mean, the client, you know, just do your research before you hire a contractor. Yeah, for sure. Like, like I had mentioned before, I mean, you know, look at their social media pages, look at their website, look at their reviews and, you know, all across different platforms, look at their reviews, you know, talk to them, you know, talk to the actual have a conversation. Yeah. Have, they have the actual conversation too. Right. You know, I mean, usually, you know, when it comes to a good contractor, I mean, this should be it's your one, contractor trying to educate. Yeah, it should be one that feels like, you know, they're educating you. They're communicative. They're, you know, they're trying to help you. They, you know, they want they're excited to work with you. I think, yeah. you know, it's when you're reaching out to different contractors, it's just important to, you know, you know, make those decisions based off of which one just, you know, feels the best for you. Right. And, you know, re regardless of price. I mean, price is still a factor, but well, uh, there's been. We had a one client before that we worked with that we honestly shouldn't. So we've gotten to the point where we vet our client. We're not just because you, we think we're going to get along per se. Mm -hmm. There's sometimes we might not bring on a client and not to be rude about it or anything, but it's just like, if we feel like there's something, it's just not, you know, there's not the right vibe or, you know, we had a client that, you know, they wanted us to do a job for $50,000 less than that you know, basically at cost. And I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. And yeah. I still worked with them and tried to figure something out. Well, in the end, it was just a, a constant battle because they wanted to cut prices everywhere, which mm -hmm. cuts. So it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just not worth it at that yeah, point. It's so not, worth, it's not have, worth the battle and it's not worth your time, it, but yeah. We want the job, mm -hmm. not to say we don't want to work with everybody, but at the same point, you have to make sure that there's a good relationship, right? Yeah. You know yeah. that everything's going to be cohesive mm -hmm. there's no you know we want you to trust us we want yeah. you to feel like you you know and everything's going to go yeah. smooth and that's, and that's why it's important to you know pick the contractor that's right for you and i mean and not every contractor is obligated to pick up yeah. every project i mean so yeah that, make, that makes perfect sense yeah i mean there's just and there's some clients that are out there to just try to get as much as they can for mm -hmm. nothing and then it hurts the yeah. contractor yeah all right well there we go there's top 10. Top 10. Top 10 is done. <laughs> Top 10 things to avoid or to check. Things with to your look contract. for with when, when talking to a contractor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to read the full book, you guys can find it online at sterlinghomesaz.com yep. and sign up for our newsletter and receive the book in your email perfectly for free. Yep. Um, you can also check us out at you know, sterlinghomesaz.com. Um, you can listen to other podcast episodes where you're listening to it right now on Spotify <laughs> and Apple um yeah so there we go so yeah if you if you know you know obviously check your contractor out if you want to work with us and starting homes az phone number is on there too 602-717-2683 um more than happy to take a look at your project um set something up um and then we'll be ready prepping for the next podcast and what we're going to educate our clients on 
yeah. uh, or potential clients or just if you general knowledge. I mean, even yeah. if you're not going to be a client, we're here to educate and give that value um, so that you know what to look for. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you all for tuning in. Have yourself a good one. See ya.